Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oklahoma, Midlothian, Old Fort Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb known as Southside Pod, a lot on this episode. It's all brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. You heard the ad at the beginning of the show. The Express Service. Know what you want. See the cost right on the website. Order and schedule on-site immediately for quick service. Nobody else does that. Named one of the Southland's best two years in a row. If you have any questions, 708-330-4466. Your basement's best defense is at FamilyDry.com. All right, so um, am I a jerk? This is a question I'm going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but in this instance, am I a jerk is what I'm going to ask you. Okay, right, Like right now. The, the, oh, the, after I'm the I'm going to describe something to you, and I'm going to okay. ask, am I a jerk? All right. So Yes. We, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I ask, I ask people to come on the show all the time, right? Like, I'll be like, hey, this band sounds cool. Let's bring them on. Or, hey, this restaurant looks good. Or, hey, mm-hmm. this brewery looks good. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, this like event looks good. Yeah. And I'll reach out to people, right? Sometimes they don't get back to me. Because they're like, what's a podcast? I don't care. Right. A lot of times they'll get back to me. I'll explain what we do. And they'll be like, yeah, sure. I got somebody the other day who wrote back to me. We would love to do this, but it's patio season. Mm-hmm. And so can you reach back out to us in four months? Yeah. When it's not patio season. And I deleted their response and decided I don't care. What does that mean? Because the whole idea is like, we like, it was like, oh, aren't you cute? Isn't this great? We would love to, we we would love to have you over here. We just don't want you now. So you reach out to us in four months, and I'm like, I don't have time. I'm not begging people to come on. This That's show. terrible. I'm not begging. So am I a jerk? Because I was like, I'm not begging people to come on the show. I'm just deleting your email, moving on. Absolutely. There's a just, million restaurants on the south right. side. There's a, they're, they're replaceable. Don't worry. There's other advertisers. All right. Well, no, it wasn't even an advertiser. It was just somebody we we're gonna go oh. like like check their place out and put it on the show for well, content. Kind of, kind of advertising. I don't I don't charge people to come on. But they're still plugging, right? They're plugging a the show. They, they may talk about it, yeah. like, hey, look, we're on this show. So they may promote the show. Promotion. Okay. And I may get a free meal out of it, because generally that's no, what happens. You're not, you're not a jerk for that. Why don't you come on those with me? Can I plug a restaurant I went to today? Of course you can. Incredible restaurant. I, I guess it's been there for a little over two years. And none of these people are related to you? No. Okay, where's it at? 105th and Western. Okay. It's called Nicky's of Beverly, but oh. it's, not, it's not the Nicky's you think of. I've been trying to get them on. For months, they're it's impossible to get a hold of. It's not like the Euro place on 58th and No, Kedzie. they're really not, good. Everybody yeah. raves about them. I this want to get like, on it. If you passed it, it has all those like containers. 105th? Yeah. This place is like Western. super urban chic. And, and here's the thing. West side? Decorated West side with skate decks and all this graffiti. Here's what's crazy. From what awesome. I hear, I don't know if they do it anymore, but I know when they opened, it was a horse thief hollow burger is what they were making in Nick's. They have a ton of different Okay. They're Burger. bringing beer in from all the other places. Basically, it's like the taste of Beverly because yes. all the other places it's super basically send stuff it's to amazing. them that they put in there. Good music, good like decor. Yeah. Good, I, cool. I've like, been trying to get in the there. The patio is awesome. It's like my, it's my white whale. Like if I'm Ahab, that's the white whale. Well, I'll tag him in this. 
I've been trying Great my hardest. Place. I can't get them out. Western. And what I found out recently is when I reach out to them on the social media, they have somebody else that runs it. And I heard it's impossible to get to the owners through social media. So I have to have somebody tell them Southside Pod wants to be there. I was there today, and the food was great. Ambiance was great. I yeah. loved it. I right. told my wife we're sitting on the patio. Patio. Where the, the patio? Yeah, patio. The patio. Yeah. It is patio. It's fancy. It's fancy. It's patio. Season. It's patio 30, season. Thirty feet from Western Avenue, right? Yeah. Well, we're kind of behind in the patio. We got a uh, you know, heat uh, heat lamps. Yeah, I saw music. That. I saw the social I said, media. It feels post. like we're on vacation. Yeah. I said that to my wife. We're eating lunch without the kids. It feels like we're on vacation. Like it just had that vibe. Like just get away. Right. And then what you guys did is you just like afterwards it was over. You just kind of like went off and did your own thing. Nobody picked the kids up from school, and nobody knows where they're at now. Yeah, we were hammered. At <laughs> <laughs> a boy, a pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I we're in Lamont, Pollyanna Brewery. You just won an award, didn't you, Brian? Yeah, we just won a, a pretty good one, if, yeah. uh, if I do say so. Yeah. For, um, but So we just took home our first World Beer Cup Award. That's your first one? Our first one. So we've won a, a handful of national medals, but this is our first World Beer Cup Award. So competing against the rest of the world, um, pretty exciting to take home something in a German style category as well. So as as head brewer here at Pollyanna and all the different locations, right? Like you're basically running right. all the spots, okay, right. but here in Lamont, what is that like getting ready for a contest like that? Is that you just pick the beer that you think is gonna win and then you just cross your fingers? Is there a lot of preparation <laughs> for it? Is it like the movie Beer Fest, like where like the it feels like it'll go to fisticuffs between the different breweries? Like describe this to me. Yeah, not not quite as fun as the uh the beer fest. Uh not not the movie, but um <laughs> So it's basically, we send in the beer to a large panel of judges, probably about two months before the competition, and they do all the work. So the preparation for us is just getting it on the schedule, making it the best we can, and sending it out. Are they drinking the beer the two months beforehand, or is it like the taste test is that day? Well, it it goes over a period of weeks, because there was over 10,000 beers submitted. So when you have 200 judges... It takes a little bit of time yeah, they're to, drinking to drink 10,000 beers. How so. do I get to be a judge in that competition? <laughs> I mean, practice, I guess. There's got to be some sort of application process. Yeah. I want to get into that. I want to talk about this thing here. We brought out the can so we could show everybody. Sure. It's got a beautiful image of Lamont on here. If you're watching the YouTube, it's really, really nice. This is a, It's described as a Euro Pale Ale. It's the Lamont 150 Lager. Tell me about this celebrating 150 years of Lamont. Yes. Yeah, so So Lamont is our hometown. You know, we've been here for almost 10 years now, so we're very proud of where we're from. But the best part about that is that people from Lamont affectionately call themselves Lamonsters. They're very proud of their town as well. So the fact that we were asked by the village to make something like this for the town of Lamont is pretty humbling, honestly, Um, and very exciting. So this beer is our tribute to our great town of Lamont and their 150th anniversary. Lamont's a town, it's a very diverse town made up of a whole wide group of people. So um, we decided to make a Euro style pale lager. So think Carlsberg, um, fresh Heineken, something like that. Um, So this is very light, crisp, easy drinking, just a touch of hop character. And it's something that you find a lot in the Eastern European side of that continent. So 
kind of brings a little bit of their the town's history and the people's history back to current day. Brewing this type of beer, where's it on in the uh, in the easy to hard scale for you? Is this a difficult beer? Or is this one you can whip you know, up real quick? This one where they're like, can we get a lager? And you're like, yeah, I'll make one of those today. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty good at making lagers by now, but they do take a little bit more time to make. Um, they don't show, they show all the flaws. So if you are a bad brewer or practice poor sanitation, it's going to show up. So uh, it's important to keep it clean, which is difficult for some people. But for us, we make really good lager beer. And for, you know, something like this, it's relatively easy for us we do it a lot we do it well and this was a fun one for sure i love how you're trying to be humble yeah like you're like yeah this is easy in, in short it's easy is what i think he was saying but easy for him though because he's good at what easy he does like, had, has had a lot of uh, beers that he's won awards for and now a, a world beer cup uh you get you get that award as well so the 150 lager i'm looking at this artwork where does this come from is there a story behind it do you know it because it, it's a pretty intricate uh, uh yeah. like like view of Lamont. It's really neat. So that is Lamont's famous seven steeples. And it was drawn by a local woman who has recently passed away a couple years ago, but her family still lives here is very big Lamont supporters. Um, so they let us use her image on our can and we love it. I mean, it's a fantastic drawing. It shows off the skyline, if, if you will, of Lamont and these very old churches and the steeples. And it's kind of what you see coming over the the bridge heading into Lamont is the first thing you see is these churches in the skyline. So we put that on the label and it works perfectly. That's awesome. All right. So 150th anniversary is coming up here, 10th of June. For sure. I would imagine Pollyanna is going to be uh, serving them up and, and having a big party on that day. What's your plans? Anything special? Pollyanna's going to be pouring this beer. Uh, we're also going to be pouring Summerly, our raspberry wheat. So it's our number one selling beer for about six months of the year. It's our super refreshing bright pink red raspberry slightly tart slightly sweet easy drinking beer that you can crush all summer long is summer your your favorite time or is october really your favorite time because of the october fest you could be honest with me summer it hits differently you know you've been cooped up all year or all winter long you know you're kind of like drinking the darker stuff maybe a little slower but summer comes and they go down a little bit easier. Yeah, you get to you get to do some fun stuff too yeah. with fruit flavors and things For like sure. that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you get to try an array of beers in the summertime. Well, listen, uh, June 10th, get out here to Lamont's Festival, their 150th anniversary festival. Try the Lamont 150 Lager. How long do you think this will be around? Is it on tap or just in the cans? It's or on you guys tap. Uh, we're hoping to have it around all summer, at least until our Oktoberfest at the end of September. So awesome. That's the goal. All right. Well, congrats on the award, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and congrats on the lager as well. Yeah, that's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this thing that Most Holy Redeemer and Evergreen Park canceled their carnival? I was actually going to bring they this canceled up. Canceled their carnival? Why did they cancel the carnival? Because I was watching a news story this morning. Was it Tinley Park? And Is they're that why? worried about, you know, it happened twice there at Tinley Park and somewhere else. He's, they're calling them flash mobs. They're not flash mobs. Which to me. They're roving thugs. Flash mobs flash are, mobs are they a bunch dance. of theater kids like yeah. choreographing, yeah. To, you know, One, dancing. Two, and, three, to, dance. To, right. With umbrellas <laughs> and canes. Like, there's like one guy that starts. Like, like so good in Right, yeah. The right. good kind right. of mob. Doing like the Green Day musical. Remember that? It was like, don't want to be an American idiot. And then like everyone else stands up. And then like somebody knocks over a trash can. And, right. And everyone in the mall is like, 
awkwardly claps afterwards. You don't know yes. what's happening. Yeah. But leave. it's a performance. That's a flash mob. Yeah. Apparently now it's a mob. A flash mob. mob is just kids destroying things. Well, the, the first thing is I'm sick of the teenager moniker. Like I saw the video of what happened in Tinley Park mm-hmm. at one of their carnivals. Those kids are bigger than me. Well, they're pretty big nowadays. You're calling them teenagers. They're 18, 19 years old. That's they're 17, 18, 19 years old. Okay. I, uh, I mean, by definition, Chris, I know. That we're is arguing semantics, though. At that age, some of them could literally just beat the crap out of me Absolutely. if they had enough going a with them. Thirteen-year-old. So it's not like we're it's not like we're looking at a thirteen-year-old. <laughs> we're not looking at we're not looking at children when we say teens. And secondly. Stop saying teens. They're just roving, like, thugs. They're thugs. They're yeah, online. good time. These kids are online. They're not from the suburbs that they're going into. They're from Chicago. They're from Gotham City. They go, they, go <laughs> on, they go on Facebook. They figure it out on social media or Twitter or whatever they're doing, and they, they, they design these attacks, essentially. And what I hate about it is this. I, I understand that a parish might talk to their local police department and say, we'd have to hire extra security. It's too much of a liability. This is supposed to be a moneymaker. We're going to pull back. The thing that scares me is canceling Ridge Fest because of this. I'm sure they're going to cancel a lot of them this but year. But you can't do that. You can't run. You can't then, run. Then the, the terrorists run, win. No, no, it's not that. You know why they're canceling? Because if they had the, any alternative, like, well, you have to be from, from Chicago Ridge to go to Ridge Fest. You have to be from this parish to go to here. It would be considered, you know, classist or racist or any kind of is that you want to call it. It'll be, uh, you know, not Why not just have entry outside of something like a festival? You have to buy a bracelet. Like, if they really want a flash mob, are they gonna are they gonna pony up twenty five dollars for the all day uh, bracelet on the carnival rides? Someone will have a problem with that too. Well, they but there shouldn't be a problem with it. And that's the thing. At some point, I don't care about your feelings. And 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 the other thing is this. Like, I it takes me back to what happened in. I grew up at 80th and, and Spalding in the Ashburn neighborhood or St. Dennis. And it's very similar to a lot of the south suburbs that we go into right mm-hmm. now. And my father was a Chicago police officer. My mother worked undercover for the state of Illinois. I, you know, we're, we're living in this place. And the worst thing that happened was that when people moved in the neighborhood that didn't look like the people that used to live there, people started to say, well, I got to get out of here. And that was a problem because when people move into neighborhoods, it shouldn't matter if they're black, they're white, they're Hispanic. It shouldn't matter where they come from. If they come into your neighborhood and they're trying to make a good life for themselves in a good neighborhood, then you should be okay with that. Absolutely. My father, though, predicted it. He said, what's going to happen is those that just immediately react to somebody who doesn't look like them moving onto their block will start selling their houses for less than what they're worth. And then the same people that those folks that just moved into your neighborhood are trying to run away from, they're going to follow. That's when you get somebody who walks in and buys something that they probably shouldn't have been able to afford, moves into a neighborhood, and then you get bad neighbors that move in there. It's the fear that causes the problem. If you start running, if you start saying, we're not going to arrest them, we're not going to stand up to them, we're just going to close down our carnivals, that's just the beginning of the end to me. But that's mob mentality on both sides, if you if you think of it that way, because if a few kids start acting out, a few teenagers, a few grown, however you want to call them, start acting out in a carnival. Young you got adults. other people that maybe didn't want to think about that, see that and get them away with it. They're going to start in, right? Mob mentality, you know, begots more, uh, you know, violence or whatever you want to think like that. The same way goes the other way. Fear on that is going to make that other people fear. And then you're going to fear and I'm going to fear. It's mob mentality almost in a different light. I don't know if that makes sense, but do you see what I'm saying? There? It was solid. It was a good point. <laughs> 
What are you? What are you gonna give? You gonna give him what? I'll, I'll give him. A, I'll give him a nine point nine point three. Nine point three. Eight point nine. Huh? Eight point nine. We didn't stutter at all. gonna save when the bolts don't come out of the tilt world and kill our children. I think they're safer without these carnivals. I have a confession to make. It's true. And I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you. And I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values. And he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell them we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, we have Kevin Barron. And I discovered Kevin... Uh, in a way that always makes Bill nervous. Bill gets very nervous whenever I find people on the internet and bring them over to my home. He's got this really cool Instagram account called South Cook Explore. And he goes around and he finds like some of the coolest little hidden treasures on the South Side. And I started following everything he was doing. And I eventually reached out to him. I'm like, I've got, I've got to get you down here. I've got to hear your story. You're a teacher. You're an author. That's got his first book coming out very soon. You're from Lamont. You teach out in the Chicago Heights area, and and you you explore the South Side. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Um, Thanks yeah. for the beer. Come, he comes from Lamont. He brings me Pollyanna beer. So I had Pollyanna on the episode, and you brought me Pollyanna beer. So they basically own this episode of South Side Pod, which is incredible. I had to you know make sure I represent after coming in a close second for the battle battle of the South Side. You were doing. <laughs> We were trying to stuff some bo- some votes over there for sure. That was a close one. That was a close one. And so I I think if we seed it better next year, it'll be better results for you, better results for some of the other uh, suburbs that are out there. Overall, I think it'll be okay for everybody. How do you get into going around and finding all these neat little spots that people may have forgotten about or not realize are there on the south side? I've gotten that question before, and it's it's like a combination of things, I guess. I mean, I, I certainly grew up with both of my parents pointing things out from from growing up in Bremen Township area, and, and oh look at that that's you know what that used to be, and I, I don't I don't think that ever stopped because I still do it. I mean, I, I do the same thing that my parents are doing, and working in Chicago Heights, and I mean, you got Big Bloom, it's a beautiful campus, um, tons of cool buildings on Chicago Road and Dixie Highway. I, I was just mesmerized being out there and. I started taking photos and sharing it with friends, and I don't know, it didn't take too long before I had the, the, the conversation with a few of them about, you know, maybe you should start posting this kind of stuff online. Like, you know, you know this stuff really well. Why not? And it, it certainly grew from there. Is it something where you find a building or a location, you think it's cool, you take some pictures, and then you're like, now I want to research exactly what it is? Or now is it grown into you searching for things where you're like, I got to go find this? Also, well, it started off that way where I would, I would go find specific landmarks and towns. And it drove me nuts that different municipalities had different amount of information online. Like maybe Tinley Park had really good information available about what sign or what buildings are landmarked and they have a plaque out front. And some of them, like Chicago Heights, it was a little bit harder to track those down. I started making uh, my own Google Maps that way to find them a little bit faster. 
and see what I can do on like my, my plan period and get out and grab a few photos and map out a route. And once I discovered that, I started making my own maps to share with everyone else. And that really took off. Um, I've been doing that for about a year now. And I think I had about 140,000 combined views on that now. Yeah. So I, at this point, I'm just taking photos of things that I, I find interesting and do some research on them later and see what I can come up with. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. And now with the the book idea that you have, and uh, you're not just doing Chicago Heights, obviously. That Mm-mm. you're everywhere. I mean, your your account is South Cook Explore. You're all over. The city's still cooked. Do you ever go into the actual city, or do you stay basically suburban? I've I've done the city a handful of times. I mean, there are better better accounts and better individual or more accurate historians that know Chicago better than I do. So I kind of leave that to them. But I, I've I've done some posts in Hegwish done in. What else? Like South Deering and the Calumet region. Hey, which looks like it might be an interesting neighborhood. I drove through there, through there the other day. I was basically trying to get around uh, a problem on the Skyway, <laughs> and I ended up go- taking 94 to 130th, and then heading east into into Hammond, Indiana, and went through Hegwish. And it just seems like such. A, I mean, I, I I'm driving through, and I'm like, I really have never been out here. Like this is like one of those places I really have not gone through. And you're saying that there's uh, there's stuff out there to go find. Definitely. I mean, I, it's new to me in a lot of these situations, too. And, and I don't have a lot of experience hanging out in Hagwish, but it's it's fun to find something new and, you know, come back later and see what else I can find. Or maybe there's something interesting that caught my eye and now I got to go check it out and do something fun out there. If you're out, you're looking for for older buildings, historical things, oddities, things that kind of just like you go, wow, look at that where's the best place right now? Like, is there, is there a town that you're just like, this is like caught in a time capsule or they have stuff that people don't know about? Uh, it seems like Lamont's foreign for a lot of my friends. So, if, you know, plug in Lamont real quick here. I'm sure Jason's excited about that. So you're out, you're, you're putting this together. How does the book come about? When can we expect it? What's going to be in it? Uh, so it's an images of America book for Lamont. It was done for the 150th anniversary of our town. Um, and, I'm guessing it's going to be around our Kipita days, which is Memorial or I keep saying Memorial Day, uh, Labor Day weekend. That's that's going to be my guess at this point. Lots of cool photos that we went through in there. I mean, we we dug through thousands of photos in the Historical Society between uh, workers building the sanitary and ship canal to old limestone buildings and churches. Ton, tons of great content that we, we came across make to make this book. So I'm excited to be able to share this with some people that's. It, it's going to be fun for people in Lamont to recognize some old sites in town and hopefully, hopefully it'll get some people interested in coming out to our town. I mean, it's, we're kind of an Island that's surrounded by forest preserves and we don't really have a neighboring suburb next to us. So the Instagram it's South cook Explorer, right? Is there Correct. an app that I should be giving him or is it just, just at South, just cook, Explorer? South cook Explorer? All right. Check it out. Cause he puts up pictures and stuff like that. It's kind of cool to follow. I would imagine when the book comes out, we'll get details on that account as to how to get the book that you're putting together? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll definitely be doing a book signing event in Lamont. Uh, I'm not sure where it's going to be at, but I know that we're going to be doing one somewhere. I think it, I think it's neat that you bounce around and you do this. Does this take up all your time? You got to... to... <laughs> it certainly has now. I mean, it, it <laughs> went from being just the, the activity to go snap some photos while I'm out, and now it's like I got to plan my route, and if I'm going to leave the house, I got to think about where I'm going, and oh, if I'm going to do that, I might as well grab some photos from this place. Yeah, you were, you were telling me when you were going to get here, and you're like, I'm going to get down there early to Evergreen, and I'm going to snap some photos. Did you find anything down here? What did you find? I, so I, I parked a couple blocks away. I, I grabbed some photos of some houses, and there's some really cool brickwork over here. I mean, yeah. it's just beautiful looking, like maybe post-war, maybe maybe some are a little earlier than that. 
but it's a it's a unique characteristic of being in the area. I mean, we don't have that where I live. We don't have that where I grew up in in Tinley or Oak Forest, and it's just another characteristic or a signature of a lot that of town. old churches too. Yeah, like tons of churches in Evergreen. That's for sure, and they're repurposing them all. Like the village has bought like several of them. Because like the churches went away. So now they're all like these different community centers and like uh, senior centers and where they have the kids go and do summer camps and stuff like that. They've grabbed a bunch of them around here because they don't want to lose them. Right. Sure, so if they can yeah. keep them together. They're trying to keep them together, which is really interesting as well. Yeah, those are those are buildings that are built by the community and they're uniquely designed. And I mean, I, I know specifically the history of the, the churches in Lamont, like one of them was designed the Irish church in town. St. Patrick's was designed to match a church in Ireland. So, I mean, that's unique. You're not going to find that anywhere else. So I'm sure that the churches that are anywhere else are, are no different. I mean, they're different from the look here in Blue Island versus Oakland versus, you know, like frame churches that you might find somewhere else or brickwork that you might find, that, I guess, in this region. Yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all unique and they're like a staple of the community. So why wouldn't they be important? Check out South Cook Explorer uh, on the Instagram and check out what Kevin's doing there on that South Cook Explorer account and, uh, and look forward to the book. Thanks so much. Thank you. What was a rabbit's name in Bambi? It was Thumper. What's this called in radio speak? It's called a bumper. It's a bumper. I'm sitting at Horse Thief Hollow with, with a couple of award winners right here. Winners of an amazing, amazing award. Big deal for brewers. And I want to introduce you to Jake. And I want to introduce you to Morrison, the brewers behind Little Wing. That's right. Gold medal award winner, World Beer Cup. First of all, how did it feel when you heard your name get called? He can speak for himself, but I was ecstatic. Um, it was, he called me and told me about it, and it was fantastic. Yeah, so th there's actually an award ceremony. Uh, they do it on stage. We actually stayed back. It was a craft brewers conference, but... Well, we're really busy over here, so we were just hanging out brewing, and we didn't even watch the live stream of the award ceremony, so we found out via text. Uh, <laughs> so it was awesome, but yeah, we had uh, all of our brewer friends texting us, congratulations, so like that's how I found out, opening my phone, congrats, gold, little wing, and yeah, it was just... Uh, incredible and i had this explained to me that like it's months-long process because everybody submits a beer probably for your category has to be one of the busiest and, and the hardest ones to win because you win international pilsner that uh, you win the gold medal in the world beer cup you've got to be going up against german breweries that have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years and then you find a way to you know this brewery right here on the south side of chicago right here in beverly just outside evergreen park i mean this is the one that wins it over everybody in the world yeah, so uh, I believe it was 56 countries, and in our category, I believe it was 128 uh, entries. And so, uh, yeah, 100, 129, 129. So we, we bested 128 of them. <laughs> so. so, yeah. So, this is, I would say, the staple, the big one. The It's always at the top of the list here in, in Horse Thief. It, it's been available as long as I've been coming here, and I've been coming here since the place just opened up. Uh, yeah. You have lots of artwork that shows that there's been tons of conceptual art for it, and like how, if you, you know, when you canned it, like deciding like what you want to put on it. And, and I get the, I always got the feeling that it was really important, this beer, to your owner. And, and, that, and Neil liked this beer. And so he must have also been like, holy cow, look how far we've come. Now it's winning an award. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, for Neil and, and for me as, you know, Neil's head brewer to, to be able to bring this accomplishment home, you know, with, with Morrison's help. And it, it was huge for us. And it, it was so awesome because I know that for Neil, 
it's really um, a great achievement and this is our flagship beer this is our number one seller almost everyone who comes here drinks this beer so like to have this happen to a beer such as little wing for us is it's just really incredible and can't even say how awesome it is i would i would assume that if you were telling people you know what beer they should try if they've never been to horse leaf hollow you'd of course say little wing it just won a big award if there's another one up there that the two of you like that's what i'm curious of you're you're both brewers you you both must have a favorite i know it's like picking amongst your children which one you love the most but there's got to be one that you're like this one i'm really proud of uh so right now i'm a big fan of uh, boogie chilling it's a grapefruit um, pale ale it's great for the summer great for the patio Um, it's not overly grapefruity Uh, i was not a huge fan of grapefruit and then i tasted this and it was just i mean we couldn't have done a better job of like threading the needle with the flavor of grapefruit um plus i mean it's summer citrus just a good time yeah i concur but really oh, I look mean, at you you just right. went with what he had <laughs> all right so if i'm going to be truthful yeah. i'm i'm really like a, a yeast nerd and a fermentation nerd so um we've got our mixed culture saison front flips and i'm, I'm tapping it as soon as we get done with this it, the board will be up um but that that's really complex and um just super refreshing and um it that beer showcases what yeast and bacteria and mixed culture fermentation can do um so me as a brewer i nerd out on that kind of stuff it's a little more esoteric but if you're a beer nerd try our mixed culture stuff when we have it uh it takes a long time to make i mean we'll we'll spend a year or more aging some of these mixed culture ones so when they're on come and try it there you go there you go you got one right there from one of the brewers here uh sitting with me something that's going up right now yep. which means it's going to be here if you stop off at horse thief hollow front uh, flips if i didn't name it to the, to there you go <laughs> okay right around uh, 104th i want to say 104th and western is that yeah, 104 26 western. western uh little wing is one of your four canned beers that people can get right now uh, if you want to get it off the shelves but nothing nothing tastes better than the stuff off the tap in the actual brewery and if you're nearby this is a place to go and, and visit maybe maybe you bump into one of these guys sweaty after they've done a long day of brewing <laughs> yeah we'd love to share a pint with, with any of you guys so share a pint with anybody that's awesome well we're going to continue to share our pint thank you so much and uh thank you and congratulations thanks for having us really appreciate it thank you you're welcome <laughs> This final tidbit is brought to you by SidSauce.net. The peppers are grown here in Evergreen Park. The hot sauce is developed here, and they are probably the best hot sauces you're ever going to find. A local mom-and-pop company delivering hot sauce to your door. We got about four or five different styles in the house right here. Check out everything they have to offer. The menu is constantly evolving, and the favorites stay up there all the time. SidSauce.net. Uh, John John Streets left bourbon for you guys. John Streets with a Z. Yes. With a Z. And he the bourbon the Krampus guy. Yes. The guy the art the Krampus. artisan Krampus. The artisan market. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's not just Krampus. No. He's he he actually didn't dress as Krampus at that thing. So he just was telling us about the festival back around Christmas. And you, okay. You've locked in on it. Yeah. He'll yeah. always be Krampus. Right. So anyway, he brought us a bourbon 
sample that he left behind because you guys weren't here last time that he sat down at the bar. This is Millum and Greens. It's a cask. It actually, the, the cask number has been provided. 323. Oh, that's my so, 58% alcohol. Yeah. Which four years? The I, last four years? I believe it was the last okay. four years, or at least a recent four years. <laughs> okay. Listen, 2020 doesn't agree. count. So. Yeah. Yeah. We all so. aged like five years. I opened years. a bottle right. of wine yeah. from uh, 2020 the other day. Yeah. And, and then it got COVID. <laughs> no, hold on a second. No, that, I mean, here's, listen, Erica sits down at the table and she's like, here, I, you want some table wine? I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm Italian. This is yeah, what we yeah, do. We right. drink it for, for breakfast. Water? Yeah, this is what we do. And so I'm like, it's dinner. Yeah. Right. It's dinner. <laughs> Give me some some red wine. So I'm sitting there and I, I pour the wine and I, I take a little sniff as I'm drinking it. And I, I pulled it away right away. I was like, this smells like turpentine. And then she's like, what? And I'm like, this, there's something wrong with this bottle. I'm like, what is this label? I'm like, what kind of is it? It's turpentine. So she goes, and she, yeah. Right away. She's I trying to kill you. It's the south side. Y'all come back now, you hear?